0: I like it, you know? Driving people around, it's like I get to be one of those regular old medium Joeys, you know? You mean average Joe? I mean what I said.
1: That's her Uber driver Gareth talking. Last month, Gareth was head of one of the biggest financial firms in the country.
2: But he and the firm agreed to part ways after they discovered that he had installed cameras in the drains of the office bathroom sinks. I got this thing where I like watching
0: soapy hands touch each other. And
2: since leaving the firm, he wanted to do something different from finance for a little while. Hence his gig as an Uber driver.
0: It's cool. It's it's like a thing I get to put on my calendar. I log in how much I drive, which is like maybe three hours a week tops. I even get a paycheck for it. Uber treats it like you're actually doing work. Oh, God, oh, Jesus. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Car driving, it's, it's crazy stuff. And it's great that you don't have to be an expert at your gig. You, you just let the market match you up with someone who needs what you're offering.
1: And Gareth isn't the only wealthy who is taking on a gig. A recent Institute for Wealth report shows that the gig economy is growing almost entirely by the rich people who are taking on gigs to fill their time.
0: Oh, you missed our stop. I'm going to drop you off here instead. You get dropped off where I put you.
1: Taking on a meaningless gig in the gig economy, is it right for you? On this episode of Welcome to Wealthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wealthy, a podcast for the newly super rich. We offer those who have inherited fortunes
2: and have acquired obscene wealth
1: guidance into the world of the elite. We're your unrich hosts, Bethany Stanward
2: and Ian Walford
1: middle-aged interns at the Institute for Wealth with little in our lives, assigned to do the degrading work of creating a podcast for the superior life forms we serve. When you're rich, it's not hard to figure out how to spend your money.
2: Crash a mega yacht into a lighthouse, produce an album for your talentless child, build an infinity pool to drown people in. The possibilities are endless. (laughs) But what
1: do you do with your time?
2: The wealthy have long filled their time by sitting on boards or supervising unethical science experiments.
1: But getting to provide goods and services to others is an opportunity that's never been available to the rich, until now.
3: It's not fair, at all, for the rich to be deprived of activities like delivering groceries, babysitting, or even housekeeping.
1: That's Verone Lester, a venture capitalist whose seed money was instrumental in the beginnings of many current gig economies.
3: About 10 years ago, a lot of CEOs and other leaders in the financial industry were forced to leave their positions in the wake of the 2008 capital restructuring.
2: As we know, the 2008 capital restructuring was when the financial sector voluntarily reorganized itself in order to expel unnecessary jobs and home purchases from the economy.
3: Well, in the wake of the successful restructuring, companies like Uber, Postmates, and TaskRabbit saw that those departing CEOs would spend their newfound extra time doing something they've never done before.
4: Look at this. I'm delivering a pizza.
2: Me, bringing food to people. This is nuts. That voice sound familiar? That's Devin Caldwell, former head of GID Financial.
4: The guys in the boardroom are going to get a real kick out of this when I show up with a pizza. It's a real pizza, too. They let you deliver the real ones.
1: Growing up wealthy, Devin never dreamed he'd get to one day do a task meant for low-skilled transients.
4: It just seemed out of reach. I knew it wasn't fair, but I couldn't imagine it any other way. Hey, ho, just your regular medium job here with your pizza. I'm pathetic. Look down on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
5: be sure to tip this guy. He's struggling. He needs it.
4: You can rate my performance, too. Don't be stingy with the stars.
5: We just miss Devin so much that every so often we order a pizza so he'll have a reason to come by the office.
1: So the gig economy doesn't just aid the wealthy who have taken on gigs. It also serves the rich who need things like food deliveries, handyman services, even some office tasks.
5: Yeah, sometimes we bring on Devin through an app called Fiverr to do some copying and admin stuff. So that way we won't have to convert our admin person to full-time. You don't want to work full-time anyways, do you, Cynthia? Take whatever hours you can give me. They just raise my rent. Again. I love it because it's like Devin still works here. It's great,
4: too, that I get to set my own hours because I wouldn't want to do this for more than like three hours a week. I don't know who would.
5: Here are the copies you wanted, Mr. Stoppard. Thanks, Cynthia. Why don't you take off early today? I just booked Devin to finish the afternoon shift.
4: Might as well. I'm already here.
1: I'm also already here. There you have it, Ian. The gig economy. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it?
2: It serves the wants of the upper class, like an economy is supposed to. Sounds like it's working to me, Bethany.
1: For the most part, it is. But if you dig a little deeper, a disturbing element of the gig economy has crept to the surface.
5: One time last week, we ordered some Chinese food so former CFO Tina Abernathy would show up. But instead of her, they sent some unrich laborer. He couldn't have been worth more
1: than $20,000, if that. That's right. A major problem with the gig economy has emerged. The unrich are taking gigs away from the wealthy.
2: In fact, remember the excellent Uber ride we got from Gareth at the top of the show? Before Gareth picked us up, we had to decline three rides from unrich Uber drivers. We talked to one of them.
5: It looked like an attractive way to make a living invest in yourself, set your own hours. But instead, I, I'm doing this. Uh, I'd say I do this 60 to
1: 80 hours a week. 60 to 80 hours a week. We know what you're thinking. That's a lot of gigs that are being taken away from multimillionaires by just one unrich driver. There were long stretches. Uh,
5: yeah, well, I, well, I slept in, in my car. I don't really see my family much these days.
1: Wow. So desperate to take a job from a wealthy person that he slept in
2: his car. Apparently, there are millions of unrich who participate in the gig economy under the radar. And they don't look at these as gigs. They look at it as work.
5: If there was something better available, I'd do it for sure, but it's just not out there. So uh, you need a ride? Where are you headed? We should get a different driver.
2: Yeah, I don't think our employers would approve of this expense.
5: Oh, come on. I I do this for
1: a living. You can't just hail me and not take a ride. Please? We understand, but we can't,
2: okay? They'll hurt us if we misspend any money. They keep track of everything.
1: Tuverone and other leaders in the gig economy, using gigs as a primary source of income goes against everything these companies stand
3: for. The idea that there are people out there delivering groceries or giving rides as a way to strive to make a living, (laughs) it's sick. It should be affluent people doing it because it's their passion, because it's stimulating to them. But when lower class toilet
2: people take these gigs, you still profit off that, right?
3: Of course I do. As I should, but I can just as easily make money off poor people through my private prison investments and my chain of payday loan lenders. But some things should just be for the rich, and the gig economy is one of them.
4: They are the takers, and we are the makers.
2: (laughs) Shit! Once a week, Tracy Lowry, co-founder of national mutual investment firm, puts together a piece of Ikea furniture for an upper-middle-class New Yorker she's been matched up with through the app Handy.
1: Tracy's stint at her firm ended when she bludgeons a couple of interns with a faucet she broke off a sink. I've got this thing where I want to see
4: people of lower status than me dead.
2: After being let go, Tracy wanted to explore the freedom provided by the gig economy, but she found that there was a lot of unfair competition from people who didn't even like putting together Ikea cabinets and furniture.
4: They already want our money, and now they want our gigs. If I don't have my gigs, I don't know
1: what I'm going to do. There, fucking cabinets done. (sighs) There's an untold number of rich people facing hardships just like Tracy is.
0: I check the app every hour and
1: nothing. All day on my island instead. What kind of life is that?
4: I've been out of a
2: gig for about two days now.
1: All of them. Wealthy people who are deprived of an occasional gig that gives them satisfaction.
2: You'd think that the government would do something to alleviate the suffering, like start a war that sends a bunch of these working-class flag waivers to the other side of the world or something.
1: While a war is in the works, as it always is, there's actually another program that was just put into place, developed by the Institute of Wealth that the Department of Commerce is now implementing.
2: Wow public and private sector working together to rescue the rich. It's like in the comics when Superman teams up with another Superman to help Lex Luthor.
1: It's called the Unwanted Labor Diversions Program, and what it does is it swamps gig apps with dangerous and impossible tasks.
0: Hi, yes, I requested an Uber driver for a car ride to the Antarctic. I need a home delivery for this lit dynamite. I need someone to walk my wolves. Can you put together this IKEA hot steam pipe? I need someone to hold this radiation for me.
1: The unrich can't afford not to make these assignments, and along the way, they are maimed, blinded, sickened, and otherwise eliminated from the gig economy.
2: And that frees up more gigs for wealthy people who want to do them.
4: It's really offered a new level of security to my participation in the gig economy. Plus, I'm in a way better position to pick what gigs I want to do.
3: Not only has the program saved the gig economy, there's now a new level of desperation among the lower classes. You should see the look on some poor schlub's face when you hire them to move a collection of viruses.
1: Toying with the economically struggling. Just another reason that the gig economy is here to stay.
3: Bethany, want to
2: know something that's not here to stay? That gig moving that virus collection. I inquired about it as soon as our interview was over and made a sweet 20 bucks off of it.
1: That's the wonderful desperation the gig economy is counting on.
2: For Welcome to Wealthy, I'm Bethany Stanward. And I'm newly smallpox positive Ian Walford. Thanks for listening.